Hey, Dr. Mike here. Soy. Some people love it. Others, eh, not so much. Stay tuned as we uncover fast facts on soy. You're listening to Live Foreverish, a show dedicated to helping you live just a little longer. Here's your hosts, Dr. Mike and Dr. Crystal Gosser. All right, welcome to Live Foreverish. Dr. Crystal, are you a soy fan or a soy? I'm in the in the middle. Depends on what kind. I have a love hate relationship for soy, <laughs> believe it or not. Okay, so tell me tell me a form of soy you love. Ooh, edamame. I do like that. That is mm. good. Great snack. Yes, and it's healthy. Mm-hmm. I like I like a little salt. salt. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, you do. it does. Drinks. It does need come on just a little bit. <laughs> it needs some salt, yes. but oh, it's it's, it's such a great I, I a great healthy snack. So what about what, give me a form you don't like? Soybean oil. I don't think I've ever used it. It's in it's in a lot of processed foods. A lot of processed foods. And I think like that's that, yeah. why. I think yeah. soybean oil is not ultimately problematic, but it's so abundant until yeah. you kind of have to hate it. <laughs> I like um, you know, so soy um there's roof the I can't I think it's called stinky soy. It's the highly fermented ones. You see them on the TV TV. Oh, like I, I had a little bit of that once. It's where literally Like natto? It, yeah, well, it's not quite to that level. Okay. But it's sitting in these in these buckets for a long time, fermenting for many, many, many days. It's called stinky tofu. That's not what it's into that. I had a little bit of it. It doesn't taste bad if you can get over the rotten body smell. I know. So you close your <laughs> nose yeah. and eat. Is that is that how that goes? I don't they were just eating it. I mean, how do you disconnect your sense of smell from your sense of taste? That wasn't the hard part. The hard part was not gagging and throwing up in front of people. That's important. <laughs> All right, not so to do. so what are we? Why are we talking about soy? Well, that's because we're talking about soy today, right? Yeah, um, it's kind of controversial. Uh, just like I said in the get go, some people love it, some people don't. Um, you know, we've already gone over a few types of soy, but what I don't think a lot of people realize, as you just mentioned, soy, soybean oil, it's kind of all over our food chain, right? Yes, it is, and. What's really sad about it is it's all over the food chain, but a lot of it, some of it comes to us, but a lot of it goes to animals. animals. Yeah. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. Say yeah. So say, which is important. They need to eat too. They do need to eat, but I think there's a point where we have to, I guess when we look at the food chain and our over obsession with animal products. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. where I think we could probably scale it back. Like, you, And I talk about this. We don't have to have meat with every meal. Uh, you're right. Yeah, that's true. But, so. I, but I like it. <laughs> <laughs> so so, so I'm, I'm going to give you, I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. I just, just straight answer. Yeah. All right. Uh, or let's do it this way. Fill okay. in the blank. Okay. <laughs> Soybeans are blank. Healthy. See, you, I knew you were going to go right there. Yeah, a lot of people would have said unhealthy. Yeah, I mean, they are providing fiber. When you look at protein, uh, your nine essential amino acids. So it is a complete protein. And for someone who is a vegetarian, maybe they are a vegan, it's a great way to, to get those protein requirements. Right, a lot of phytonutrients. 
plant-based nutrients plus the protein. It's a great source. Right. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Mike. It is a plant. Yeah, well, it's a legume <laughs> to, to clarify. But it's really hard for me to accept this idea that plants and legumes are bad. Now, I know I have to say this, Dr. Mike, people are concerned about the lectins. So the soybean is one of those foods that's kind of this new it uh, component in food that people are demonizing. But, you know, when you cook your soybeans traditionally, at least growing up any type of legume, you soak it first. Mm-hmm. So it's getting some of those lectins out. You use your, um, your pressure cooker, that's going to get rid Push of some of those lectins. So I, I don't think that is an excuse for someone to say, hey, I'm not going to do Because there's a way to cook it where you're avoiding those things right. anyway. So, yeah, good good protein, phytonutrients, cook it in the right way, probably becomes even healthier. Um, but I so where where do you think this controversy comes from then when a lot of people, if I gave them that blanks, you know, soybeans are, a lot of them would have said unhealthy just as fast as you said healthy. Do you think, do you think it has something to do with estrogen? For sure. Tell us a, li- tell us a little bit about that. I think, I think the audience likes to hear, needs to hear this. Well, there's a component, an, an antioxidant, a phytonutrient, <laughs> a plant nutrient in soy um, or a, t- a class called isoflavones. Mm-hmm. And those isoflavones have a molecular structure similar to estrogen. And because of that, then whenever you uh, consume those isoflavones, they can have an estrogenic effect in the body. And some early, early research in um, animal models, uh, rodents, show that hey maybe there was there was an association between those isoflavones that estrogen and cancer Mm -hmm. however let's fast forward to the year 2022 those studies at this point we've realized contain many flaws um, and they've kind of been debunked and the message just has not trickled into mainstream right 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 um anymore i I, so in clinical medicine uh for many many years i was on the side that soy was a good thing for say breast cancer patients um and that and the idea was now i'm not i'm not a i don't follow cancer as close as you know the specialists do etc so let's lay that out there but the you know a few years ago the idea was that when you when you ingest things that are phytoestrogens, these mm-hmm. these um, you know genistein is one I think that you mentioned in soy, um, they can bind to estrogen receptors, but they do it weekly. They help to maybe modulate some of the effect, but the big estrogen, the strong estrogens that we want to keep down in women with breast cancer can't get to that receptor. Yeah. So there's so there's also evidence on the flip side that they might be helpful. <laughs> yes. Cancer. Yes, and that that research has proven to to stand true today. That uh, estrogen or soy consumption, and I do have to clarify, we're talking about soy consumption, um, not as much with the soy isoflavones in supplement form. Mm, yeah. Let's you know just kind of be clear about that, um, but. The research is very promising that those isoflavones can be beneficial uh, for breast health, someone dealing with cancer, someone 
um, wanting to prevent recurrence as well. That's where you're seeing the research. Yeah, and that would be then consuming the, and I think you would agree with this, right? The the whole soy foods, the the tofu, the soybeans versus the processed soy stuff that's out there. Absolutely. Um, the the process you're getting a whole. I mean, you're getting nutrients, believe you're actually not getting as much of the isoflavones because they are so processed, mm-hmm. but they just still are, the, I would say, nutrient lacking uh, versions of soy that just aren't giving you uh, adequate nutrition for the body. Let's let's switch a little bit, switch focus a little bit. Um, alternative sources of milk other than cow, right? Very, very big, huge, mm-hmm. huge market right now. Yeah. And I think if you if you had to guess, I guess I guess soy probably still leads that soy milk. Maybe I know oat milk is pretty popular. Coconut milk. There's all kinds of ones out there now, really, at the end of the day. So where do where do you fall into that? Is is this um, if, if you don't want to do the cow's milk, is this is this a good source? Soy milk is a good source. Believe it or not, it made it to the 2025 dietary guidelines of Americans uh, for Americans becomes because it comes closest to matching the the nutrition profile of cow's milk. But ultimately, as from a nutritionist perspective, what I suggest and what I've done myself is I rotate. Mm, Okay. Soy milk is not the only milk that I consume. Um, And some of the, the retailers now, they are kind of mixing the milk. So they, they get the idea that maybe a combination is beneficial. But yes, back in my day when I wasn't, um, well, you know, I talk about my vegan days. <laughs> I would buy soy milk one day or one week, almond milk the next week. Right. Um, I would do a, a coconut milk, believe it mm. or not. Uh, and then you can find some that are mixed. I would do a hemp milk um, because I was aware that I did not want to overdo it with one particular type and didn't want to go overboard and, with the soy because that's yeah, what you yeah. see. And, and that and that doing it that way, you probably are now getting a better spectrum of phytonutrients that, mm-hmm. you know, that you know, almonds has a, a little different profile than soy. Soy is a little different yeah. from oat, that kind of stuff. So it's, that's actually a pretty decent way to, to get that variety of nutrients. Yes. And I thought it was important because at that time, um, my daughter was young and she was not a vegan, but we, we were kind of, she was half breast milk. And then we started adding in some of the plant-based milks for her. And and I thought that was a good strategy. Yeah. I'm not, I mean, I, 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 we've talked about this before. It's controversial, blah, blah, blah. I'm not a, I'm not a cow milk fan. We're not baby cows. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, cow milk is there to grow baby cows. The fats, the nutrients, and everything. I do think that plant-based alternatives are better for you. Now, I know people get mad at me, the cow people. Because then they say, well, but the way we process it, most of those uh, growth factors are inactive and stuff like that. So, you know, okay, blah, I'm just not going to get into that. I liked your your way of doing it. I thought that was Yay. good. Yay! Yeah. Dr. Mike approves. Approve. Even though I don't drink that <laughs> stuff, but it's approved. <laughs> good. Good to All hear. All right. Um, it, 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 interesting. Um, interesting health benefit with soy. Fertility. 
Yes. What, what do you think about that? Is that is that is this is this up and coming? Are we learning more about this? What where are we at? Right. And you know, I follow the research uh, that Life Extension, uh, our sponsor, publishes, uh, and Life Extension has a new fertility protocol. So just woohoo! You can uh, check <laughs> that out on the Life Extension's website. Uh, but there's a fertility protocol that has a section on soy. And I was surprised to see that um, in a study that included 239 women undergoing in vitro fertilization, um, increasing urinary levels of BPA correlated with diminished birth rates Mm -hmm. in women who did not consume soy. However, the correlation between urinary BPA and lower birth rates was not apparent among women who regularly consume soy. So what does that mean? Something's going on there. Yeah, that that means that soy may mitigate the negative effects of BPA that's everywhere in our environment. Which is a kind of plastic, basically. It's all over the place. Yes. Um, We did a whole show on plastics. We did. Right. Mm -hmm. Was that a live or a podcast? I can't remember anymore. That was a live show. A live show. Yeah, so um, you can check that out at Life Extension. No, Facebook.com slash Life Extension. Yes. (laughs) That's it. Someday I'll get all those things up. And so I think that's important. I like it. Especially for someone who is trying to to get pregnant. We do know that the BPA and and those plastics, those forever chemicals. Well, it makes me wonder what soy, the isoflavones are doing. Is it ramping up liver detox pathways is it helping to get it out of the gut like i mean it's there's a lot of questions there a lot of questions and it's a good jumping point point right like good place to jump off and study more well i th- and i'll tell you what i think dr mike i haven't seen this in research so just to clarify you can have your opinion but we we know some of those forever chemicals can have an estrogenic effect they can be what we call those xenoestrogens yeah. and maybe just like how soy is stopping those potent estrogens from there binding maybe I, is stopping the BPA. That's very, my very that's my hypothesis. Very interesting because a lot of those plastics bind quite strongly. Uh, they have more of an mm-hmm. estrogen effect than the phytoestrogens mm-hmm. do, and that's why you know uh, the theory that girls today are going you know into puberty yeah. at a lot younger age because yeah. they're surrounded by all these plastics. Yeah, that's scary. So that so we're, well, that's a little tangent, but um, you can check out that live show we did. Uh, fascinating stuff on soy. Last question I want to ask you, um, and this is more of like a, a cooking question, mm-hmm. right? So I I do like um, the firmer's tofu, right? Because you can pan fry it, or you, don't, don't, what? <laughs> I can't even get my question out, Robson. I'm over here gagging. Well, no, and I like that because it um, it absorbs whatever you're cooking with it, whatever sauce, whatever you're using, right? The question I had, though, just like with other food sources, mm-hmm. the way we cook probably does diminish the health benefits somewhat. And I, I was wondering if you had any insight to that high mm. heat on tofu versus something that's low and slow. Yeah, Dr. Mike, I don't know. Uh, I do not have any insight on that, but I'll tell you insight that I do have uh, is in two, I guess, closing points is one fermented soy 
seems to be a better option right. because yeah. the the benefits or how soy affects you and, and those benefits are dependent upon your ability to ferment your gut health. Right. So I would say when you're thinking of soy, consider gut support. Consider, you know, adding in some probiotics. Consider, um, you know, glutamine that helps to heal the gut because those things are going to help you respond to that soy more favorably. Yeah, that's good. I'm still, I, I like mine stir fried, nice and hot. Mm-mm. It's really good. Last thing I wanted to mention, because I just saw this in our notes, uh, there could be some benefit also to cardiovascular health too, to lipid profile. Yes. I mean, there's lipid health, uh, bone health. We didn't going, talk about yeah. osteoporosis. And that probably has a little bit to do with the estrogen effects and right. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, that phytoestrogenic effect. So soy, you, who would have thought? There's a lot of good health benefits. I do agree that... Um, you know, in the the basic statement that overall soy is healthy, right? I think yeah. I think hopefully we've convinced people of that. Mm-hmm. If you were on the other side of the fence, um, take a look at soy. It has a lot of natural phytonutrients, great protein, especially if you're vegan, vegetarian, right? Mm-hmm. I think you would agree with mm-hmm. that. Um, and and there might even be some benefit to modulating estrogen effects. Yes. All right. So check it out. Hey, don't forget liveforeverish.com. A lot of podcasts there that you can download, like, share, comment, and subscribe so you never miss a show. As a matter of fact, well, here's what you should do. It's the one-two punch. Oh, yes. <laughs> go to, go to liveforeverish.com, mm-hmm. the top right of, of, the, of the page. Give us your email address, and that way you join the family of Live Foreverish. You'll get, you'll get messages. You'll get stuff from Life Fixed. It's really cool. It's a nice little family to belong to. And then right after that, you can pick the place and subscribe where you want to listen to Live Foreverish on your favorite um, source. Yes. iHeart, all of them are there, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. Spotify, iHeart, Apple Podcasts. LiveForeverish.com. Yeah. I'm Dr. Mike. Thanks for listening.